here for a long overdue episode, podcast, whatever you want to call it, for Kansas Country Roads. Sitting here with John Goolsby, um, who has a show coming up Friday night at the, what's that called again? The, the Squeezebox Theater. Squeezebox Theater with um, Jesse Harris. Mm-hmm. And Chad Vaughn is going to kick things off. Um, pop that. That's uh, 8 o'clock? Uh, doors are at 7.30. Chad starts at 8. Ooh. And uh, Jesse and I go on, uh, <coughs> say around... Whenever you feel like it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> we're probably going to be in the green room eating all those M&M's yeah. uh, for a little bit of it. But, uh... Yeah, uh, Jesse and I'll go on. We're actually going to be up on stage at the same time. I'm just kind of song swap back and forth. Let's see. Uh, it's been a long overdue. Uh, it's been a while since you guys did anything together. Yeah, we were we were joking that uh, <laughs> the uh, the last time we played together that wasn't in some dive bar somewhere was never like this is that's <laughs> that's true this is our first like, like this is our first show together that uh yeah that isn't in, in some kind of place or, where like you might need a tetanus shot afterwards yeah so or there where one happens to be doing an open mic and the other pops in yeah and then gets a guitar handed to him for hours at a time yeah not that i've ever done that to jesse but he's definitely done it to me yeah and i love him <laughs> and i know i always walk in i'm like maybe this time he won't do it and then he does I mean, and then like an hour later that's... he's like you're doing you're doing great bud i'm like i'd like i'd like to get a drink too <laughs> maybe get some wings oh but, he's, uh, okay. he's good with that just like he is if you walk in he's like here hold this drink mm-hmm. and then you wind up with Multiple shots, or and having to take an Uber home, and right, and you wanted to drive home, right? But you just wanted to hang out for fucking five minutes. I know. Um, so yeah, God love him. But, we uh, do love him. He's uh, he's the redheaded, never met a stranger. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you uh been working on some new stuff, right? Going to Nashville what once a month. Yeah, I didn't go uh, this month um, because I've, I've had a ton of shows here. Um, Sunday night I played with my uh, my friend Andy Davis, um, Megan Slankard, who I, I'd never met before, um, opened up. And like after she got done, I was like, I should have gone before her. Like, that's like, this is a bad idea. What was I thinking? She's she's pretty incredible. Uh, so I uh, I did that. I, I had a, a friend get married a couple weekends ago that I was down in Wichita for. There's a lot of traveling within kind of Kansas and, and Oklahoma and, and Missouri this month that I was like, ah, I need to be smart about that. Um, plus I had to spend about uh, $300 on my guitar last week. You know, it happens. Well, yeah. yeah. But yeah, those kind of things. So next month I'm going. I'm going back. Twenty uh, fourth, I've got um, a few writing sessions 
lined up. And uh, uh, Taylor McCall, one of the guys I, I showed you some of his stuff. Yep. Gonna gonna write with him and write with uh, Nikki Greco, Nikki James, okay. and uh, and hopefully uh, Dave Pahanish again, who I wrote with in uh, last month. Right, which you sent me that like you texted me as soon as you got out. Yeah, and it was like that's the most excited. Can you keep a secret? Because I can't. <laughs> right, right, like. That was the most excited that I've seen. Like you're just like, oh my god, this this is awesome. I yeah, listen to this, and and it was that that was that like chorus was stuck in my head all day long. So, Man, I he is Dave Pahanish is uh, is easily one of the best songwriters that I've been in the same room with, and he is. Also, one of the, like, just, uh, just his setup, like, we're on his screened-in porch at, like, 11 a.m., having a cup of coffee, and his, like, his little girls are like, Daddy, can you tie my necklace? You know, like, it's just... <laughs> Stuff right out of, yeah. like, a TV well, show, like... Well, you know, because you, you do these, you know, these writing sessions at, like, publishing houses and publishing companies, and it's, like, this kind of sterile workroom, you know, like, there's a couch and a chair... But you're also, you know, it, it's not the same. Right. You know, and this was like, this is, you know, his wife was like making lunch. She's like, would you like to stay for lunch? You know, it was just, it was just super chill. And he is so, I, I don't know, man. I, I think that you're in any business long enough, you meet enough assholes that you just kind of go, all right, there's, there's people out there. But then like meeting someone like him who's got number one hits and top ten hits left and right you just go okay there are good people out there like kind people right I think I told you he uh, I, I sent him uh, a link to my album on Spotify for because we'd never met and he never responded and I was like oh great he hates it and he's <laughs> now you know and then like during a writing session his wife was at the grocery store He's like, hang on, um, I think my wife's calling me. And he grabs what I thought was a kid's toy phone. It's like an old Motorola uh, Sky oh. SkyTrack or StarTac phone. Yeah. Like an old school flip phone. It's like, oh, that's why I didn't respond. Oh. He couldn't even read that. Right, like, yeah, <laughs> what is this thing? Like, he just probably saw it and was like, oh, that's, he must have meant to send that to someone else. <laughs> Jesus. That's... I didn't know that those even still worked. I, you know, I didn't either, but I was super uh, jealous. Yeah. <laughs> no, that... Oh, wow. Everybody needs a burner phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's insane. Like, yeah. I... I don't remember the last time I saw one like that. I know. I mean... No, that's, that's crazy, because, like... I guess I've always thought of, like, writing sessions. I always picture... You're sitting in... A white room with two couches and like that's what you're yeah like, you're in there for eight hours until you write something like you know a lot of the Nashville guys that have publishing deals you're in there for eight hours but you're writing like two or three songs right like they are just you're just cranking them out and uh, I just don't work that way like it the last writing session I did that lasted over four hours we Actually, the last like two or three, 
like after hour four, I'm like, guys, I don't give a shit about this song anymore. You guys don't care. Oh, and that's you can start to tell like when they're cranking out three or four songs in eight hours, like it's not because they give a shit. They're just hey, I'm just writing a song because I got to write a song. Like yeah, and you can obviously tell because half of those wind up being a number one hit. Like, just because the right person records it, it's yeah. a terrible song. Well, the, the machine, uh, Diana Lynn and I talked about this um, on Tasty Brew with Jesse on Tuesday morning. That it, I, I have, you know, and you and I have talked about it, and I know you kind of feel the same way. It's, the machine exists. The, the Nashville machine is a real thing. The question is, do you want to be owned by it or indebted to it, or do you want to not even play the game, but, you know, just maybe, uh, maybe it's, it's that you're, you're around it and you get still, still get to be you, but end up having, you know, um, like like Cody's deal that he's got right now, where yeah. Nashville has his new album and all the WalMarts and all that, but yet he still makes his decisions, mm-hmm. writes his stuff, does whatever he wants, and nobody's telling him what to do. Like, That's I call it the, the first artist I remember seeing pull that off was John Mayer. So I always call it the John Mayer deal. Right. I think that. And, and not everybody's looking for the John Mayer deal. I remember uh, getting a, a phone call from a producer in Nashville that a good friend of mine had sent my album to. And he calls me up and he's like, so what are you looking for? I was like, well, what do you got? <laughs> he goes, I, I have a development deal with Warner Brothers, but... After listening to your album, you're gonna hate that. Yeah. Okay. Then I don't want it. Like, <laughs> you know, you got you got something I'm gonna love. Like, what's up? And he was like, ah, not right now. You know, like I. And so for Cody, I always look at the man. If you if you hustle your ass off long enough, and you're good. You know, I I think that every musician has insecurities when it comes to how good am I? But if you just let other, not necessarily let other people make that call, but if you just don't worry too much about it, you can, you know, there are plenty of people that aren't that talented that are right. doing really well in music. So well, that's the, I, I mean, that's true. I mean, there's... I can think of a ton of people who I know people who sound better, put on a better show, write better, that deserve to be in some of these spots more than, you know, gener- factory generated, you know, robots that, well, you know. I always feel like that, like most recently, and I think we've talked about this before, but the, the Midland yeah. storyline. Could yeah, read completely. Could the way to St. Louis. Yeah, for a while, like. yeah. You know, it could read completely different. Because if they just come out and said, 
I'm just an underwear model, and he's a multi-VMA-winning video director, and our friend, we just love old-school country music, and we wanted to write music, because they wrote those songs. Right, they wrote it wasn't. It wasn't like Shane McNally was in a room by himself. No, huh? they were he there. wrote it with them. Right? Yeah, and... And, the, and they're and good they, performers. Yeah, they and 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 the record sounds good. Yeah, it sounds like, you know, uh, every '90s country memory you and I both have. Right. Like that's what it sounds. And I like. mean, and it sounds like you know, if you popped on a Mickey Gilly record. Yeah. Like, you know. But instead, the machine said, "We're gonna sell this by telling everybody they're road warriors." Yeah. Somebody posted something just today that I, or they maybe it's a couple days ago, but I just noticed it today, um, about that the Nashville machine, and one of the guys from Midland responded, and he was like, "You can't fake the funk." Yeah. And I'm like, "But you let somebody else right, fake it." Right, I'm not right. saying you fake it, but you let somebody like I just don't want to be a part of anything that like I. A, a good friend of mine um, and I were talking about what it means to be an artist. Well, and Travis Marvin's a great example of right. this. He's had major label offers. Yeah. He's had managers say, I want to I wanna help. Travis enjoys doing all of the music business stuff. Right. Like, he, he loves it. He and I have talked about that at length because I'm like, Dude, if I was in your position, I'd be splitting up my pie so fast, just so I don't have to do it. I hate it. I hate booking shows. Yeah. I hate having to post to Instagram three times a day because that's the rule that you keep. You know, like right. I hate all of that. I just want to play music, and I want to write good songs. And but at the same time, I'm not gonna. You know, if if I was in that position with like Midland and somebody said. What do you think about this? I'd be like, no. Like, that makes me look like a chump. Grow your hair out, grow a mustache, you know, well, and wear bell bottoms. and like, Yeah, like... Like, well, they look, well, they look cheesy as hell, but... But, also, I feel like that's some of their... Those guys are... Those guys, that's kind of their style. Though. Right, it, it, yeah. You know, that's that's their personal style. But I'm thinking more along the lines of, like, the narrative of, like, the... the right, uh, their whole backstory. Yeah, the whole backstory. Like, if somebody came to me and was like, what if we told people you're doing this? But it's not, it's not true. And and you can sit there and go, well, okay, but you know who's gonna call us on that? Well, I just called you on that. Like, what right. what do you th you know? I I mean, we all know that that there there are stupid people out there, but not everybody's stupid. And somebody's gonna at some point in time, somebody's gonna go. So wait, you. That's not you. Yeah. Why Why would you say that was you? Right. I just, and I also believe that as I get older, writing music for me has been personal for so many years. Now I want to do more writing for people that I know personally. So... The themes of growing up in a small town, and I say small town, I grew up in a town of 80,000 people, but I've yet to go somewhere in the world, and I'm serious, I've yet to go anywhere in the world where someone says, oh, I know someone from St. Joe, who? 
blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, I know him. They're like, no, you don't. I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, like, it's a 80, small town. It's still 80,000 people. Like, it's people know people. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah. Like, I... I mean, it, but but the, the story of that town is that it's a blue-collar town that has been 80,000 people since, like, 1908. Right. You know, 100-plus years of just being... Uh, existing and refusing to die and I love that idea because I mean think about stories that mean something to us that Jack and Diane mean something because we all remember our high school first love that we were going to conquer the world with and then life got in the way and you know not everybody can look back on on their relationships I mean I, I've got Two friends that got married, married their high school sweethearts, still married, kids, the whole nine yards, and they would tell you, don't regret a thing. But most people don't get that. No. You know, that's two out of the couple hundred that I went to high school with. So it, it's just, those stories matter because everyone wants to, music is... It's escapism, but it's also so real right. and so altruistic that that it it makes people feel things and remember things and and get outside their own thinking box and be like, oh, I never thought of it that way, you know? I mean, yeah, it it makes people <clears throat> vulnerable, and I mean, perfect example is like there's very few people who can make me like feel vulnerable or like but just still kind safe. of break right but still safe, safe. Like, yeah. like break me down enough that I'm like what the hell's happening then like Tyler Giles yeah that guy his writing like I and listen we, to his stuff and it just I'm like what oh, yeah. the hell like and and Jason I, I saw Jason Eady in Denver earlier this month dude made me cry oh yeah and I told him afterwards yeah and he was like I'm sorry I was like no yeah, you know, no no no, thank uh, yeah. you. Like, uh, don't ever apologize for that, right. man. I'm a, I'm a 34 year old man. Like, yeah. I cry when I want to at this point in time. <laughs> but he, you know, there's something about that. Uh, should I turn my clock off? No, it's that's all right. Uh, that's my grandfather's clock. So, it kind of, if there's anyone in charge of this house, it's it's that thing. Yeah. Uh, but I, I agree with you, Tyler. It's funny. He was driving from New Mexico last night. And uh, I was up late, because I usually am, and I saw that he uh, posted he was going to pull an all-nighter. Yeah. Just, he's like, yeah, I thought about getting a hotel, but screw it, I'm going to get back, I want to get back home. And so I was texting him, I was like, do you want some music, like, to jam out to? And he was like, yeah, send it to me. <laughs> so I sent him a couple artists that um, I really dig that are, and I told him, I was like, I'm going to send you no country music. Because yeah. he and I have the same taste in country right. music. I was like, you've already heard all the stuff. Like, at that point, I was kind of like jerking each other off. Like, oh, I like this too. Yeah, yeah I like yeah. it so much. But I, I sent him a bunch of stuff, and he's like, dude, this guy. One of the guys I sent him, he was like, I am like, like I was asleep. Like, I was falling asleep, and he sent this to me. He's like, I'm going to be good for like the next three hours just on this. Like, what else you got? Right. And, you know, I'm sending him stuff. And... uh sent him a hip-hop album that I really liked, but Tyler and I, I, 
it's that brutal honesty that he brings to the table with the cleverness of like I don't know if I sent you the uh, that Adam James song um, she ain't leaving Shoney's lonely no dude it's it's the it it's Nashville but it's also like oh that's okay so rabbit trail Tyler and I are hanging out in Springfield I went down to write with them and we're kind of I've got friends that live in Springfield. I haven't spent a lot of time there. So he's like, let me show you around my hometown. So we're driving around, and I pull up this guy, and I'm like, this is Fort Worth Ferguson, who I showed you as well. Yeah. He plays all this kind of ironic bro country (laughs) that he does under a pseudonym because he's a songwriter in Nashville and doesn't really want anyone to know that it's actually him, you know, who he actually is. And I play, like, the second song, and Tyler goes, that's Adam James. I was like, who? And he was like, oh, bro. Pulls out his phone and starts showing me all these incredible songs. So Adam James co-wrote this song called She Ain't Leaving Shoney's Lonely. And it's that kind sounds of, like something you would write. Like. Well, and that's the thing. like, It's so clever, but at the same time, it's sincere. Like, I'm okay with that. There are songs that, like, you know, the songs that exist in Nashville Top 40 that are talking about uh, girls in bikinis dancing on truck beds. Right. Like, that's like the LMAFO of country music. Like, nobody parties that actual much. No. You know, nobody... That's not reality. I've been to some parties and there's none of that going on. Yeah, yeah. If the none girl's in a bikini, she's dancing on truck bed, usually she's like 250 and you're like, can yeah. you... Give me another you're going gonna to ruin you. the shocks. Right. Like, can you just get off the truck? <laughs> like... <laughs> you didn't the rhino liner. Give me a bush light. <laughs> Get out. And the fireball's warm because Jeff over there brought a, you know, a styrofoam cooler instead right. of a Yeti. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. He wrote it on the side. That doesn't make it a Yeti. A $10 Walmart Yeti. <laughs> That's right. I've never, ever owned one of those that within like two days of me owning it didn't get a hole and just leak everywhere. Like, yeah. it just happens. No. You try to baby them even, you're just like, yeah, well, it's only 10 bucks. Really? I actually uh, hung out with Sean DeCourcy in Colorado when I was up there for an afternoon, and I bought this little $5 bag yeah, cooler. Yeah, you mentioned Walmart. that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you want, me, you want me to bring this? And I was like, dude, it's five bucks. No. <laughs> yeah. Don't put it on your motorcycle no. and bring it home. Like, no. <laughs> Leave it for the wild animals. Yeah, no, because uh, after Jesse got done with his songwriter deal a couple Saturdays ago, Wait, so you got, did you go to the afternoon one? Uh-huh. So you got to hang out with Jeremy? Dixon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. I love that dude. Yeah. So it was, well, he was there just buying everybody's shots. Oh, I know, yeah. He yeah. rolls in like a like a damn tornado. And Jesse tried to get him to go with us because we went over to JJ's because Sean was bartending. Oh, yeah. So he was like, are right, you going to come with us? The church was hoping he was going to because he wanted him to use the DSS card to, to buy everything. <laughs> so he didn't come though. But we no. Well, what's we funny is that he told he told everybody I'll meet you at the venue. And as soon as Jess told me that, I was like, he he didn't show up. I was like, he went home and made Tyson chicken poppers. Is yeah. what he did. <laughs> yeah, he had said he was gonna come out to Heroes. Yeah, yeah. and he no, never showed no, up. No, he ghosted. No. That's that's the classic Jeremy Dixon. Uh, I've known that dude for a long time, and if he starts in the afternoon. 
he can rally by like midnight. But he, if he's, well, actually, no, he can go all day if he's not in Kansas City. But if he's like 20 minutes from home, he's like, I'm just going to go home and eat, eat some dinner. And then he, and then he falls asleep. He doesn't, Jeremy doesn't pass out. Jeremy's big enough and, and professional enough as, as a drinker that he doesn't pass out. He just gets sleepy because he's got two kids and he never gets any sleep. <laughs> that was the thing that blew me away because of anybody I thought was going to ghost that night, it was Matt Church. And he showed up. So you, I was like, all right. So he showed up, but other people didn't. Like, something's wrong here. Did but it? it was it was a good night. I wound up having to drive Jesse's drunk ass around. And after we went day drinking at JJ's and he bought a, Sean talked him into getting a um, ribeye steak, 18-ounce ribeye steak. At JJ's? At JJ's. Oh, I might have to go to JJ's soon. Dude, it was... Because all their food's incredible. Yeah, it was pretty good. It it was probably the best steak I've ever tasted. But it, he was I like, I can't eat this whole thing. He goes, I'll cut it up and it'll be like an appetizer. <laughs> so, like, all three of us, we're all sitting there drinking Coors Lights, picking steak off. And people are all, like, coming in in dresses and wearing their, like, jeans, cowboy boots, like... Reeking of whiskey. Yeah, I was just, like, <laughs> drinking Coors Light and... People drinking wine, and we're sitting at the end of the bar talking about just gay stuff. And people are looking at us. I was like, Sean, yeah, talking I'm way sorry. too loud because yeah. yeah, oh, he sorry, care. no, we're, <laughs> sorry, Sean, that you're working and can't join in on this. Right. Like, but dude, I uh, when when I saw Jesse, was it yesterday? Two days. Two days ago. No, it was yesterday. It was yesterday, yeah. Yeah, because yesterday was day three in a row that I had to be up at 5.30. Fuck that. Well, and as a musician, like most of the time, or in years past, I just come home and go back to sleep. But lately, it's like, like I get home at like 8.30. I'm like, sun's up, I might as well go. And then like 11 p.m. hits, and I'm like, boy, I should probably go to bed. <sighs> and then <laughs> I've been playing... I'm playing this uh, mobile game called PUBG, and my uh, a friend of mine lives in Seattle, so for him it's like 9 p.m. Right. He's done with work, he's off, and then he, he'll text me, you want to play some PUBG? I'm like, hell yeah, I want to play some PUBG. Next thing I know, it's like 2 a.m., and I'm like, now I'm wide awake again, because it's been 22 hours since Jesus. I've been awake, and why don't we just do this? So, But I actually, I slept, I slept about 9, I slept from like 3 a.m. till, uh... Almost noon oh, today. Those are days. Yeah, it felt good. Like I woke <laughs> up and I was like, "All right." Like yeah, like I don't, I don't feel that's, gross. Yeah, that's the thing. Like I thought, I'd, you know, we we didn't do anything much in Texas. Like I thought I'd be okay. Nothing got too crazy. Well, really? I mean, yeah. So I so I didn't. So Friday night we went to the stock to the stockyards and. Whiskey Girl. I stayed there all night. Hung out with Phil, all those guys. Travis and Church. Phil. Yeah. Travis and Church. And these two girls that they're friends with. They, uh... They decided to leave because apparently at the back of the bar the sound didn't sound so well. So, I was standing up in front of Colin, the bass player, because, I, like I told him, 
I said, I've never not seen a Phil Hamilton show standing in front of you front row. He was like, fucking A. That's right. So I stood there. So I sat in the final where I was standing because I'm standing right in front of them. So they're like, hey, we're leaving. They wound up hitting every bar in the like in the stockyards. In the stockyards, white elephant. I did that one night. All that, like all of them. And I was still young enough that I didn't regret it completely the next day. Right. So it was finally. So did you get back to the hotel before they did? No, because uh, okay. we all drove down to the, and parked by Billy Bob's. Oh uh, yeah. So that was a long walk. So I get a text. Hey, I'm at the truck. We're ready to leave. Can your buddies drop you off? I was like, because Colin wanted me to go out with him and some friends of his. I was like, man. And I wound up somehow getting suckered into helping Phil and all them load out. Like, <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. We've been friends a while. Right. You didn't get suckered. You you literally got handed something. You're like, yeah. Hey, so I'm this. like, I'm standing there and he goes, hey, will you run in and grab the cases sitting by the bar and roll them out here? And me, just out of half, yeah, sure, no problem. I know, right? And I wound <laughs> you didn't up, get you didn't no. get suckered. It's just that somebody, somebody knew you, yeah. have done it before, and That's, they trust you, right? <laughs> so I mean, I wound up guitar rig, in ear rig, um, drum cases, <laughs> yeah, merch, brought like everything, and but yeah, finally I was like, uh, I'm gonna have to pass because we had been up, we left Kansas City at seven a.m. But as soon as we hit the Texas line, we all cracked some ice cold beers, and so that's right. So we so that's the difference between that was in, right. Only that, thing I miss about living in Missouri, well, there's a couple things, but the biggest thing is that if you're not driving, you can crack a beer if you want to. In yeah. Missouri. Well, even yeah, even Travis, all three of us, he was like, <laughs> give me a beer. And, so that was about two o'clock. So really, from about two o'clock till three a.m. Well, no, it's about midnight though. Okay. Well, maybe even one. We were drinking, so I only had a few that night. So I was probably the most sober. You're, you're. I don't think I've ever seen you hammered drunk. <sighs> you weren't at barn party the last year they had it, were you? John D's. Yeah. No. No. Was that the year the Stapleton was there? No. The year after? That was the Southern Brothers and American Aquarium year. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, that, you're in a, that one is an epic... You're in a safe place, though, there. Yeah, but no, I wasn't. <laughs> I'm <laughs> surrounded by Jesse, Adam, no, but Sarah. I mean, like, no, no but, I mean, but I mean, like, you don't have to go anywhere. You're, you're right, but... You also don't have any control over what you're doing, and you might have been dumb enough to pitch your tent on a hill, and you might have been dumb enough and drunk enough to fall head first into your tent, so that your head was at the bottom, and all the blood, and all the blood rushed. So as you tried to wake up, your legs cramped up, and you barely fit in this little one-man tent. This is why I don't go camping. Yeah, no. This is why I don't camp. I know. So, and where I, my tent was at, I could look straight across at Adam and Sarah's camper, and I could see Adam, Sarah, Jesse, and there might have been one more person. They were all sitting there, because this was about 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. They were eating breakfast, and Sarah was cooking it for everybody, and I fucking 
try to throw myself up. I grab the side of the tent. My legs are cramping. I can't move. I slide myself. Those assholes just laughing at you. Oh, yeah. I slide myself out. Jesse falls on the ground laughing. Adam's cracking up. Sarah can't hardly stand up. Like... Bunch of jerks. I stay, finally, I get up. I can't move. And then when I do, I look like Forrest Gump when he was a little kid. Like, <laughs> and I was just like screaming at him, like, stop laughing at me, you assholes. And that just made him laugh even harder. And so I'm, now I'm, I'm always scared to get a little loose. But they've always still said to this day, like, that's our favorite version of you. You were so much fun that night because... Are you happy drunk? Yeah, I think so. Because um, uh, my friend Kayla, her uh-huh. boy, little boyfriend at the time, knew John and all them, so they got free VIP passes. So they're at the front of the stage, which had all-you-can-drink Coors Light. Mm-hmm. So she was feeding me cups of Coors Light all night long. I think I had like 17 of them. That's it. That's the the toughest thing for me in the past ten years. You can recline that if you want to. Um, uh, but I the toughest thing for me is that like like a uh, last uh, Labor Day, I went uh, to a friend of mine's. Uh, his family, his wife's family, does a thing in Mountain City, Kansas, and it's just redneck games and. Uh, riding trails and four by fours and stuff like that and so I I picked up a a 12 pack of Coors Light for my for my then girlfriend and a 30 pack of Bush Light for me we got there at noon and we left at 9 p.m. and I had drank the case and about like four of her Coors Lights and she looks at me when we were getting in the car. She's like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "I'm just thirsty. <laughs> thirsty. Like, I'm, I'm fine." Yeah. And she was like, "How do you?" So I have to, I have to switch. If I want to get a good buzz on, I have to switch to whiskey. Yeah. But then when I'm hanging around with friends like Jesse and Sean and, you know, well, any I, of these Kansas any of the te- well, in any of the Texas, yeah. just want to do tequila. And I'm like, I, "Would you like to watch me throw up later?" Cause yeah. I'm I'm good. Although, Johnny Chops, Randy Rogers, they're playing tomorrow night at PL. Last time I hung out with Johnny, he had some kind of like dark hornitas like uh, tequila, Ooh. and I tried it and I was like, "That's dangerous." Yeah. And he was like, "What do you mean dangerous?" Like, cause. Like, I'll do a couple shots of tequila, and then yeah, I'm good. Yeah. Cause, like, because I, I don't uh, like it. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's only 40 bucks a bottle. I was like, don't tell me oh, that. Jesus. Like, don't, <laughs> don't tell me how cheap it is, because uh, that just makes me want to go get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the thing. Johnny Chops seems like a good time. He is, he is a great time. You know what? All those guys are a great time. Uh, I'm trying, we're, he and I are trying to get him to do a full band show at Knuckleheads sometime this fall. Yeah. Or even winter. That would be and uh awesome. yeah because the i've got his album on vinyl like it's i always tell him it's like man i can always tell that you play in another band and he was like what what do you mean i was like that came out wrong 
Yeah. I can always tell that you understand how to direct the band and make it sound good. Right. Because you're not just like most, like me, typical front man. Wow. I don't know what's going on with my band. Like, right. they're all better musicians than I am. Right. He's such a great musician that he's like, no, don't play that. Play this. So and you watch, <laughs> like, the lead singer usually just stands there, and you always see the band guys looking at each other and mouthing mm-hmm. stuff or, you know. It's well, like, I don't know Randy well enough to know that maybe he's not in charge. But I do know that, like, most of the front guys I know, there's like, yeah. I'll just tell you when it sounds bad. How's that sound? Right. Can't tell you how to fix sounded bad, but I'll just tell you. I mean, but yeah, those those guys drink tequila. Um, when I saw Raina Cobb and Casey and Ben Brock and CJ Greco last week, they love the fireball. I can't do the fireball. Makes me feel like I'm about to get diabetes. Yeah, they drink a fuck load. I know. I can't. Even when we were in Key West. Like, here, you want 9 o'clock in the morning, you want some Fireball? Uh, no, I don't no, want Fireball. No. You got any eggs? Maybe some sausage? Right. Right. I'll take that. No. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I would prefer straight Everclear over Fireball. And I oh. am not a fan of Everclear. Yeah. No, that's... Yeah. Do you remember that old... Uh, uh, shit. What, Krager? Yeah, the Krager too. Yeah. I busted it out randomly uh, at a song swap uh, in Nashville because the guy played a song and they're like, we're going to do drinking songs. Like, well, I don't really have it. Can I play a cover? They're like, yeah, we don't care. And I played that. They're like, that's the most amazing song. <laughs> right, because most of them have probably never even heard of it. Well, and their, and their songs were good too. Right. But I, well, you know what's crazy is that I'd say about every third time I'm in Nashville, I'd run into Roger Craig. He's got a publishing deal. Right. And he and he's had some top oh, twenty, yeah. top ten Nashville hits. But he's smart and he doesn't advertise it. Right. And he's he also smart in those in like it, when those become hits, they're the smartest songs on the radio. Right. You know? Um, but yeah, I the Texas guys do tequila. The Oklahoma people love their fireball. The Kansans I, I mean, uh, Jaeger bombs. That's, yeah, that's true. That is very true. Um, St. <coughs> Joe people, I, we just love good bourbon. Yeah. Actually, that's not true. We love shitty bourbon. I grew up on Old Crow and Black Velvet and like. Old Crow is bad. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you gotta. Old Crow is meant to drink with Coke. Yeah. You can't drink Old Crow and drink it straight. That's I, true. I, I mean, I've never met a shitty bur- uh, sh- a sh- yeah, a shitty bourbon or whiskey that didn't taste good with Coke. Right? Yeah. I mean. Yeah, that's because you gotta. Right. The, I will say a, a really good pickleback. You know what pickleback is? Yeah. A really good pickleback is with Old Crow because it's so gross, but then as soon as you <laughs> knock back the pickle, it right. brings out this flavor. You're like, oh. Wow. But that's also really dangerous because <laughs> then I want to have like six or seven of them because I love pickles. Oh, man. Yeah. So, no, like, so, I got sidetracked. Uh, so, yeah. I was the soberest one out of the three yeah. of us. Sorry. <laughs> no. And so, we, uh, two o'clock 
ish. We decided to hit the Whataburger on the edge of the stockyards. Got it. So we had Whataburger for every meal that day. <laughs> Oklahoma and Texas Whataburger. Um, bad decision. Um, not at the not, time. Not, at, not the time. at the time. It never is at the time. But once I got home, finally, the last two days of purging the Whataburger out of my system. It's true. Like, has not been. I just, fun. You know what? My favorite thing about Whataburger. I don't know your feelings on mustard. Oh, I love mustard. I love. They always put so much mustard they on do. their burgers. They do. So Travis, Travis, he was like, there's a lot of mustard on my burger. And I said, shut up and eat it. Yeah. And so that night. Stop being a little bitch. Right. Stop being a bitch and just eat it. So he ordered his burger with no mustard. And then he missed house. it probably, didn't he? He probably no. missed it. No. He cried so much about it. But I was the soberest one. So as we're driving by Billy Bob's, um, you know, around here the lights tend to, um, they, uh, what was I saying? It's, it's a little battery, but oh, keep going. I got, a, I got a cord. Um, I got a cord for it. As the, uh, the lights, when they hit yellow, they uh, tend to last a little longer around here. Yeah. Um, not in, not Texas. in Texas. No, <laughs> it hit fucking yellow and then red as we were pulling into the intersection. Oh, shit. In front of a cop next to Billy Bob's. <laughs> she, their light turns green and... We see her as we're pulling through the intersection. We're like, oh, there's a cop. About yep. to get popped. Yep. And the red and blues come on. Uh-huh. And so Travis at least did the smart thing and was like, Immediately. I'll pull. Well, no. He, it, we hit a stoplight and there was a car in front of us. He just put his blinker on and pulled into a parking lot, into a parking space so she could pull behind. Yeah. You know, because then now it's showing you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. You're, you know whatever turns out it's like two female cops like five foot tall maybe a hundred pounds each <laughs> so there's me travis and church who are all not small guys sitting in this truck with a bag full that of she had to, which, which she had to look look up to right yeah she was like looking and she like kind of looked she goes what a burger huh like where are y'all going he goes back to our hotel. Where are you staying? She tells him, "We're like, yeah, we're not from here. You know, we're down here for the weekend." And she goes, "Well, you know why I pulled you over?" He goes, "Because we ran that red light." She's like, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, I thought I had more time." He goes, "Back home, they stay yellow a little longer." Yeah. She goes, "Well, not down here for all the tourists. It all always jumps right to red." And yeah. She's like, license and registration. Never once asked, have you been drinking tonight? Yeah. Because he was... You know why? Because he, he was, was cool. knuckles on the wheel still, looking straight ahead, never made eye contact oh, with no her. <laughs> Church is in the back, just checking this cop out, because she was an attractive lady. <laughs> and I keep telling him, just keep his mouth shut, don't say anything, don't say anything. Hey, you know what, though? Sometimes somebody's got to take one for the team. Well, it's yeah. easier to bail one guy out of jail well, than it's going to be It's better. It's better that he wasn't doing what he was doing in the drive-thru of Whataburger like, <laughs> when that happened. Because we'd have probably all been outside the truck, hands-on. And But she comes back and, all right, I'm just giving you guys a warning. Be careful. Have a good night. So we... 
we lucked out. So every time we came to a light and it started to change, we're like, you stop. Hey, don't run it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. So we almost almost went to jail. So that was... In Fort Worth, though. In Fort Worth. Wouldn't be as bad as Dallas. Or Kansas. <laughs> well. Well. You... Yeah. <laughs> I've been I've been to jail in uh Wyandotte oh. and in Jackson. Oh. Stu- stupid shit when yeah. I was younger. Like didn't didn't pay a parking ticket on time or whatever, a warrant went out, you know. And uh and I don't I don't know if this makes me a hard ass or just makes me an idiot but like i i felt like both those places that you know like kind of have a reputation for oh man you know i was like nobody said shit to me yeah like i wasn't like in somebody's face the moment i got in there like who's right. the toughest guy in here right to knock you out right you know but i just let's like, go to the shower right now yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh but i never had anybody like a couple guys be like hey man what's up i'm like hey but it I don't know. I I just think that the uh, <laughs> I'm just glad you guys didn't at all. Oh, I sat there the whole time with my hand like yeah. I just sat. I was like, <laughs> make sure your hands are up. Yeah. I've seen enough Facebook Live videos. No, like, <laughs> don't put your hands down. You'll wind up. Well, shot. you know what I I always tell. So when I was still living in St. Joe, and I'd be driving back north of the river from gigs late at night, like on a like a Wednesday morning at you know, 3 a.m. Driving back, because I'd have to go home, because I'd go to a gig, like, right after I got done at, at work, and then I'd have to drive home so I could change and, you know, whatever. So, like, 3 a.m., I'd get pulled over for speeding, and I usually had a couple at that point in time, because right. you're playing a show, and, you know, and, uh, and every time, I just had a friend who was a cop years ago, he was... If you just say, hey, my my insurance and my registration is in the glove box, yeah. I got to reach in there to get it, the cop will immediately, they're well trained, put their hand on the gun and go, do you have a gun? Yeah. No, I don't. I just want to let you know. Right. I'm reaching over here. Nothing's going to come out yep. except my registration, and, and I appreciate that. I yep. got me out of so many tickets. Oh, yeah. Just because if you're respectful in that way, you know, that. I mean, who knows? You might have a cop who's just an asshole. But at the same time, most of them just go, man, even if you're a little buzzed, right. I appreciate the fact that you are trying to make my job easy. Right. You're not we're trying all, to... We're all human beings, right. you know? And I think that's why, like, him pulling into the parking lot, oh, out yeah. of the street, Makes, yep. you know, pulling to where she can pull straight behind him. Yeah. You know... Lock ob- him in. Right. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to try to back into the car or, you know, yeah. take off. You don't have anything to hide, you know? We all were sitting there, hands up, like, she's like, hey, license registration. Did he seriously have to hand it down to her? No. So he, <laughs> well, he's just got an F-150, so it's not real high. But she's Because it's a Ford. Well, she was even if she maybe 5'5". Like five, five, five. Okay. Mean, but she, she still, a her little head, bit, she had to reach up a she little could, bit. Yeah, she, she, she had to reach she, down. She did reach up a little bit. He had to reach down, bit. and she reached out. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> like, it, she was taller than the girl on the other side that had her flashlight pointed at me. Right. So, I mean, I could have picked her up and held her like a baby. Did you wink at her? I mean, so they weren't, 
Like I said, I, I know had, you're a happily married man. Right. But sometimes I had walked, it's just fun. I had walked by them in the stockyards. They were all oh, no sitting kidding. outside of the stock exchange <laughs> talking to some other cops. And so their lights were off inside their car and they had a red light that was glowing and it just filled their cab of oh, yeah. their car. I was like, all right, so we got an attractive white officer and an attractive Asian officer. All right. So yeah. the Asian one was on my side. You would call that in St. Joe? The old twofer. The old twofer, yeah. Which means you're about to get your ass beat by two female cops. Yeah. And that's, that's, <laughs> so then that got me to thinking, like, who thought it was a good idea to put these two tiny cops together? Like, what if you get into you a know fight? What? And I was like, well, one's got a gun. Not, okay, not only gun, that, not but... only that, but think about, the, think about it this way. Because I had a good friend of mine who, uh, smallest guy in the room. This guy's, like, maybe 5'4". But he would, like, he was a bouncer. Because he was an MMA fighter. Oh, yeah. And at 5'4", he has, like, four black belts in different, you know, uh, schools of whatever, Asian martial arts. And he, like, I watched that dude beat up a dude who's, like, 6'4", 240, and, like, just ripped. No, right. And it was like he was trying not to beat him up. Like, he was trying yeah, yeah. to take it like easy. Like, holding back. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. Like, so maybe, like, those two girls are together because literally everybody else in the force is like, right. that's the two baddest. Yeah. Not just chicks, but the two baddest officers. Right. In this entire. <laughs> but, yeah. So, no. We just like, hey, we just pull in, make it so that. You, you know, might have been able to pick have... her up and hold her like a baby, but only because she wanted to. Right, too. right. That's how that was going right. to go down. So, yeah, so we just we tried to make it so that, hey, you're not in any kind of a danger. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. It, man, it makes all the difference a, in the world, yep. in my opinion. Gave us a warning. And, so. and obviously being white helps. Right, yeah, in Texas, in a truck, yeah. like, with Whataburger between your legs. Like, who the fuck's going to let Whataburger go to waste? Like, yeah. I ain't take us they to know, jail. They we know you're not doing anything. They know right? you're not doing anything. If you got Whataburger in a truck with three guys on a... Friday night in the stockyards, they're either drunk or they're high. Like, they're just out for a good time. Yeah. So, no. So, what did you, so you guys do Saturday? Saturday, all day. Well, we slept in a little bit. And then... We learned it. Oh, right. Like, I mean, that traumatic experience of the cops. Um, fuck, did we even... Oh, so, we, yeah, we got up early Saturday. Went to a Redneck Heaven for lunch, um, which if you don't know, Redneck Heaven is the trashy Texas version of Hooters. So, think cowboy boots, Daisy Dukes, bikini tops. Generally, that's the attire of the waitresses. Um, only, there was three of them working this day. Our bartender, it was her first day. She was really the only one qualified to work there, looks-wise. Um, when was the last time you were at Hooters? Well, None of them were actually qualified to work there. Well, yeah. No, she... she uh, uh, Church and I had been to Redneck Heaven before when we were in Texas four years... Yeah, four-ish years ago, something like that. Um, and it was... Awesome, awesome experience, awesome everything. This time was a big letdown. 
Um, but we still went, ate some lunch. By the time that got done, we went back to the hotel, grabbed coolers, and went to Panther Island Pavilion, and uh, parked for Loud and Heavy, and drank some beers out in the parking lot, because <clears throat> who wants to pay $7 for a beer inside? Because, um, uh, yeah, while it was Cody Jinx's birthday, it was definitely Cody Jinx's birthday, because he was making some fucking money on that <laughs> whole deal. Um, I had some food trucks, two stages, one merch tent. So people, I saw pictures that people were taking the screenshots of like Snapchats and stuff, um, where people were counting how long they were in line. There was one I saw where they stood in line for three hours and 45 minutes at the merch stand. Was it one merch tent and one, one merch person? tent? Uh, it was like, <laughs> so they had a tent next to the merch tent where they had all the merch inside. Like everything was divided up. They had all the shirts, all that stuff. And then they had the main merch tent. You know, everybody's stuff was all hanging inside. Yep. And there was maybe like, from what I could see, maybe like six people inside. I mean, so the last number that I got. Uh, well, how many, how many people were there? So the last, uh, the last number that I saw came from Bob Driver from Midnight River Choir because he happened to be in town on Sunday morning and we stopped and saw him yeah. on our way out of town. And he had texted me that he saw around 20,000 people. 20 yeah, to 25,000. That's not enough people working the merch tent. Yeah. So there was they shit. Had, they had 10 people working the merch tent at uh, mile zero and that they limited to 3,500 people. Wow. You know? Yeah. And I mean, bright side, there was a shitload of porta potties and people there cleaning them out nonstop. Nice. Um, it is Texas in August. Yeah. <laughs> and they had big water containers where you go fill up water bottles nice. and things like that. Um, and then they had a big shaded deal in the middle that had the, like little crazy design things that were all mm -hmm. attached to a pole, made a big shade area. That's where all the pussies hung out all day. Um, what were their names? Oh, uh, there was a lot of guys. Under Jesse. There. <laughs> uh, Bobby, Billy. Yeah. There's a few... Um, a few shamus and a few, yeah. you know, people like blankets laying down and they're just passed out on the ground, like laying there. I was like, dude, all right, yeah, it's a hundred degrees out here, but I'm not gonna pay this money to come sit under a fucking shade canopy all day long and just sit here and do nothing. Like, mm -hmm. I mean, it was weird. So, I mean. And as it, the clouds, they started to roll in about during Co Paul Cotham's set, mm -hmm. which that guy, he probably put on the show of the day. Really? Paul Cotham and Nikki Lane. Like, Nikki's great. Uh, Still trying to ride with her. So she, and that was one of the girls that was with our group, her and I both love Nikki, but we both were at Knuckleheads. She seemed to us maybe a little coked out at that show. Like, I mean, judging from her build, she looks like she might dabble in some stuff. You know, she's also busy touring a whole lot. 
but this Saturday, holy shit, it was a way different. Like she's showing knuckleheads. You felt yeah. like she's a little coked out. Yeah, she just like. I think she's just tired. Yeah. She and I talked about just where they've been, and, right. and she was like, "We got two more shows." Yeah, I think I'm, they had I'm, been going for a long and time I, at that I point. I think she's been dealing with stuff in Nashville that is just life stuff right. that was kind of ragging on her, but. Even the night of Knuckleheads, I felt like she was. Oh, she damn was good. She was good, but Saturday. Not compared, not compared oh, to Saturday. Holy shit! Saturday. That's was, impressive. Yeah, it was. The sad thing is, it started fucking lightning in the middle of her set, and they cut her off. And so Saturday got man, rained out. No, so like, they stopped for like forty-five minutes, and you could where we were at. It was right on the edge of Fort downtown Fort Worth. So you could see. You could see all the lightning and stuff. Never did more than like sprinkle. Mm-hmm. So it just delayed everything. So they wound up. They cut her set in half. Um, Whitey Morgan cut his set short, mm-hmm. which sucked because Whitey was he was kicking ass mm-hmm. like always. So he was like. Hey, we're going to cut our set short because of the rain delay. And everybody started booing. He goes, what? You don't want me to be happy? He goes, because I want to come out and get fucking drunk. He goes, I'm already mostly there. He goes, I just want to drink whiskey and get fucked up. He goes, you don't want me to be happy? Everybody's like yelling and stuff. So they finished theirs, which was awesome. Um, Then everybody from there on out played full sets, which was the sword... Um, Corrosion of Conformity, which were two metal bands, which I'm not normally a metal person, but the last couple of days Great I've been listening shows. to both of, both of them. I could hear them because I, I managed to get up pretty close for Whiskey Myers and decided to just hold my spot. Yeah. Because um, I wanted to see them up close, like always. Um but I could hear him because you could literally turn around and see the other stage all, like on the other side. Sure. You were, the, you were in the sweet spot. Right. So, well, I mean, just where it was at. Like, if you were on the main stage, you could look straight out in front of you and look and see the other stage. Yeah. Um, so they had it set up real good. Um, but, yeah, Whiskey Myers. I take that back. Whiskey Myers probably put on the... They stole the fucking show. Like, and it was again. only in... Them boys are good. It was only a 70-minute set that they played. But in that 70 minutes, like, they they absolutely burned the place down. It was... I wish they could have played longer. But, um... Last, then, time, last time I talked to those guys, we were talking about just the where they fit in kind of thing. And it's like, yeah, it's crazy. He's like, in Europe, we're rock and roll. Yeah. And in America, we're country. And I, I was like, I don't see them as country though. And well, that's what I told I him. See I was like, Southern rock. I like, told him. I told him. I was like, I, you guys aren't country. No. And he goes, I appreciate that because honestly, in America, we'd prefer to be known as rock and roll. Right. He's like, but because they're, we're from Texas, right. That's where they're we more, are. They're more Southern rock. I see them as the modern day Leonard Skinner. I mean, I like them better than I've ever liked Leonard Skinner. Well, yeah, I just too. I just feel like they. I'm just saying, I get that feeling. Yeah, like, yeah, when yeah. I tone see wise, them, like tone wise, and when I yeah. see them play, 
which I, shit, I was counting, like, this year alone, I think I've seen him, like, three or four times, which is the most I've ever he, seen a you band. You saw him at the show I was supposed to open for him. Yeah. So I saw that. I saw him at Granada. I saw him Saturday. I may have even seen him one other time. Actually, I'll probably see him before the end of the year. Um, How's bragging camp going? Is it fun there? What's... I don't know. Oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> I was like, Wait, what? Oh. What? Um, no, I mean, every time I see him, I'm like, this must be what it was like to see Skinner in their uh, hand. I get, I get what you're saying. Like, yes. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It's it's pure rock yeah. and roll. Yeah. Like, it's... Yeah, the comparison to Skinner isn't so much the, for the me sound the, or the anything. Sound. And it's similar, but, right. it's, but they're their own two completely different yeah. entities. But the energy... Yeah, the energy, is, the show... Yeah. You know, the writing, like, I mean, there's very few that come close to Cody Cannon, like, or even on guitar, like, Jeffries, like, Jim Jeffries is insane. Wait, so, on guitar? Yeah. I thought you were talking about Jim Jeffries, the comedian. Mm, oh, he's pretty good, too. He's pretty good, too. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Cody was fucking Cody. And that's, honestly, out of all the Cody shows I've seen, that was the most fired up I've ever seen him. He like, was, honestly, at Mile Zero, Did he just kind of stand there? Yeah, he was a little subdued. Yeah. And I, no, fucking Saturday night, this dude was back and forth on the stage. Your turn. You all sing. Let's go. So like, the, first, the first time I ever met Cody Jinks, I was... Uh, at Knuckleheads with Cole and Kendra Porter. And they opened up for him. I'd never even heard of him. Well, I mean, I knew the name, but like right. I'd never even heard him. Yeah. And afterwards, like, we're hanging out, and they introduced me, and he's like, hey, we're going, and like, we're staying at the Drury Inn by the, by the stadium. <laughs> but he doesn't stay in any of those anymore. You know, it wouldn't <laughs> surprise me if he did, though, because right. he just seems like that kind of guy. It's like, yeah, it's a bed. Like, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. But he was like, there's Denny's right there. That's where we're going to meet. I was like, yeah, cool. So we show up, and uh, he uh, he essentially big-timed me in the nicest way possible. So, like, the waitress comes by. I was like, can I get my ticket? And she's like, oh, he already paid for it. And I looked at him. I was like, what the fuck, bro? Right. Like, kind of joking, because right. we were talking, and he was like, you're friends with Colin Kendra, that means you're my friend. I decided to pick up the tab tonight. Yeah. And I was like, I got you next time. And he goes, no, you don't. No, you don't. <laughs> no. And it's not even that he was saying, like, I make more money than you. He right. was like, no. No, because I won't let you. Yeah. yeah. I'm like... That's, yeah. And, and then the next time I saw him at Knuckleheads again, like, six months later, it was just kind of this... Like, I bought him a beer... And uh, he looks at me. He was like, <laughs> "You know, like I'm like these are my th- he's my people. Yeah. Like I do that with my fr- my friends. Always tell me, like uh, my friend uh, Andy that was in town. Like we went out Sunday night after the show. We went to Poncho's because we've been Ooh. drinking. Yeah, one of those great. Yeah, we made decisions. that call Saturday night after the show. We went to Taco Cabana." Uh, Taco Cabana is way better than Poncho's. Right. Poncho's is a shithole. Right. And I hate but it. But it was still 
it's Kansas City's best late night taco option. Uh, yeah. Actually, it's Kansas City's only late night taco option. <laughs> yeah. If you're not just gonna go Jack in the Box, but oh, I, but come on, two tacos for ninety nine cents. I know, I know. Uh, uh, but I, I, I did. Uh, Andy was like here, and I was like, look, he has. He was sitting in the back seat, and his cards here, and I just go. <laughs> just turn around. And so he like throws it in my lap, and I was like, I will throw it out the window. Oh. I will throw it out the window. I'm buying dinner. Shut up. Fucking poncho. Eat it. Like, you know, yeah, right. like, come on. It was $24 for the three of us. Right. Like, chill out. And uh, and he was like, yeah, but, you know. Like, and that was for more food than you could all three eat Yeah, but he, like. and at the same time, he's like, you didn't make any money tonight. And I was like, I made $40 in merch. Right. That's all. <laughs> Like, hey, that's I did, that's I, better than making the like, venue from the. That venue, means people like your shit enough they want to wear it and or yeah. listen to it all the time. From the venue to the bar to Poncho's to my house was a twelve minute drive. Right. I didn't have to do shit. No. Like, are you kidding me? You're in my city. Like, I didn't. Okay, I didn't make any money, but I also didn't spend right. what I normally have to spend to get to a gig. So right. I got this. So that's when when Cody was like, like we made eye contact. I bought him, I bought him a beer and I put it down there and he was like, you motherfucker. Right. Like, dude, you're in my city. You know, like that's that's the way it's gonna be yeah. from now on. No, he's. I mean, shit. Like, looking up on the stage, like all the people that had guest passes, like Buck from Bucks up in Nebraska. Yeah. Buck was on the stage. Oh, yeah. Like, and uh, Tennessee Jet showed up. wasn't even on the yeah. bill. He showed up, come out and sang Lifers. With Cody because he wrote it with Cody, and um, I'm gonna fix this for all the viewers, just because it doesn't seem to be charging. <laughs> and then uh, Whitey came out and sang um, a Merle Haggard song with Cody. Whitey was fucked up. Uh, I'm sure. No, I don't think it's charging. I can't see actually. Was it? We got 10% left. Eh, I don't know how much longer we're going to talk, though. Eh, Could be a couple hours. I don't know. Right. But, uh, no, it was. Man, it was fucking badass. You know, the, I actually opened up for Whitey Morgan. Uh, I'm trying to remember which town it was. I think it's. I think it was in Craig, Missouri. There was a place called uh, the Bulldog Cafe in Craig, Missouri. And when I was out of college, in kind of the shooting blanks days, he was rolling through to Uncle Ron's on like a, so like they, but they had like an extra day. So like they rolled in on a Thursday and I get a phone call from this bar owner. Hey, you only live like 40 minutes away. I need an opener for tonight. And, and why he brought up your name? Which it m- makes me feel special, right. but you've heard my music and you've heard Whitey right. Morgan's music. But These are two completely oh, different yeah, things. Yeah. No, like that's... I love Whitey Morgan. Oh, just, yeah. just you know, I love, I love that style of music. I don't ever really necessarily have any desire to write like right, that or right. or play it It'd out. It'd be weird. You, yeah, like, yeah. It's just not. It's not who I am. Because I don't even see you. You're not even country. Like you're just Americana songwriter, fucking. Well, I appreciate you know, that. I like. I don't consider myself necessarily Americana as much no. as I just do like. 
I, I kind of lump in like BJ Barham. I lump yeah. him in America's. He don't. He, American Aquarium's not really country, but they're not really rock and roll. Yeah. Like, same with Isbell. Yeah. Not really country. That's true. Kind of like. And I well, and I would I, say so like. So I, me personally, that's where I lump in the people that aren't country but aren't rock, but you know, need a place like. Well, and know. that makes sense actually because like. Guys like St. Paul and the Broken Bones and, uh, oh, you know, some of the soul acts. Like, I, Even Paul Coffin. Have you listened to any of him? I've not yet. Oh, you would like, yeah? like him. He's very soulful, like gospel-y almost. Yeah. Well, Jared, Jared Deck's playing this. Uh, it sucks because he was my roommate in Mile Zero. At Mile Zero. And he's opening up for Paul Thorne on Friday. Ooh. And I'm like, Jesse, I know, what's I, it going to cost us if we cancel the show? I know. I was looking at tickets for like Sonny Sweeney and Ward Davis in Emporia. I was like, oh, Friday night, I don't have anything going on. I was like, oh, uh, yes, I son of a bitch. Yeah, Diana said something about Thursday. And it was like a minute later, Jesse was like, no, 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 Friday. Because uh, we were like, yeah. Thursday, I don't have anything Thursday. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna go hang out with Chops and uh, yeah, and some of the some of the boys. Oh man, yeah. So that's that's so. Kinda, then what was Sunday? Was there anything on Sunday? No, I uh, mean no, really. No. I mean, I'm sure that. Well, yeah, that's not true. So Justin Frizzell had his Red Dirt Roads show uh, at Billy Bob's. It's free. Pissed me off because that's about the time it started. Was about the time we left, and he had. Adam Hood and Zach Wilkerson on the show <laughs> with a couple other guys. I was like, man, really? Hood and Wilkerson and Billy Bob's for free on the radio. Like, yeah. So I said, told Bob that that's who was playing over there. And he's like, told his girlfriend, he's like, hey, we're going to Billy Bob's. He's like, Wilkerson and Hood are over there. That's and yeah, and you're like, so he sends me a text. The fucker, I I'm at Billy Bob's. I, like, I told you, you about that. Bitch. Yeah. Like, how dare you? How oh, dare you? I said, and I hate you so much right now. So, as much as I love those guys. Dude, I can't, I can't remember the last time I went. I'm going to think about this while I'm running my mouth here. I can't remember the last time I went to either a festival or show that I didn't either wasn't playing at or didn't have the ulterior motive of going like right. so like even with Edie like we were talking throughout the week I knew I was going to be in Colorado I knew the venue was kind of being assholes and Jason <laughs> and Jason is he's never played there before so he's like I, man I don't want to be a dick I'm like I totally get it right like I'm still going to come to the show right but at the same time, it would have been cool to open up. And I can't remember the last time I actually just went to a show just to go to a show. Right. Like, even shows that I wasn't trying to open up for, or just, it was just like I was trying to... Just go and just to listen, just to see To learn. Right. Yeah, well, like, I... The last time I saw Paul Thorne, I went to go learn from him. Like, that was my motive. It was, because I know I'm going to love it. Well, yeah. But I just wanted to, like, 
take some mental notes about how he talks to an audience and how he operates. Right. The last, I think maybe the last show that I went to, that I was just there for, because like, even Garth Brooks. Like when I saw Garth Brooks last year, I knew that I'm going to watch one of the greatest entertainers of all time, so I'm just going to sit there. Like, yeah. I go to shows, and I do this with, you know, across my arms, and I'm sitting there, and, you know, ex-girlfriends and friends are like, are you okay? Are you having fun? I'm like, oh, I'm loving every second of this. Right. They're like, well, you look like you're pissed off. And yeah. I'm like, I, I'm just focused. I'm right. learning. Like, I can't remember the last show I went to where I just had a blast and loved it. Yeah. Because... I don't know if that's a, a me thing or a musician thing. I, I'm a little bit jealous. Like, you just got to enjoy a show. Right. Like, I don't know that I've ever, in the last 10 plus years, gone to a show and not been, like, evaluating. Honestly, yeah. and, Honestly like, Saturday. Because I know you can. I know right. I, you're, you're a, you know, not necessarily maybe a professional music critic, but you understand right. music and shows and and you can be critical if you know think critically while you're right. watching a show. Now Saturday was probably for a festival. It was probably the best run, like the two stages. So, wait, Ward Davis played three fifteen to three forty five. As soon as they got done, his bass player was also playing with Sonny Sweeney. Yeah. So they had to run him down to the other side on a golf cart. Yeah. As soon as he got down there and he hops on stage, Sunny started. There yeah. were maybe two minutes in between. Yep. It went like that all day up until the storms. And even after the storms, this band got done playing. This one kicked off right away. That's the one thing I wish Miles Zero would And do. it was just boom, 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 boom. So, I mean, you usually had time to walk from this stage to that stage while they were finishing sound check. Yeah. But that was... That was it. Like, were they, so they were doing like a quick line check and so they, in between? While the other band was playing, the other stage was sound checking and all that. Like, they, it wasn't over the speakers. Like, uh, okay. It was just but through the monitors. Them, yeah, and, you could see them like getting their yeah. monitor in check and everything like yep. that. Yeah. They, it, they didn't even mess with the speakers out. Like, speakers out front stayed perfect all day. Yeah. But they were just doing all their monitor checks yeah. in between the sets. So they're yeah. playing. Monitor check, they were done, ready to go. That one started doing the same thing. Yeah, um, it that's was good. it was awesome. That's and, it. And, oh, something happened oh, there. Dead. It did. Uh, that's all right. It's still going. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, and then like I said, aside from the merch tent deal, uh, fantastic. Best everything time. was yeah. awesome. Like our tickets came with a metal water bottle. Had nice. Cody Jinx hot, loud, heavy fest uh-huh. logo on it, like, yeah, we were just like, holy shit, like this was. They could have used some more beer tents, I guess, because the beer lines were fucking long all day. But they had a Jamaican stand, so you could get Jamaican food. They had fucking corn dogs and funnel cakes, French when fries. I was in, when I was in college, we had uh, one of the cooks in the in the dining hall. Actually, a couple of them were, like, Jamaican immigrants. And, like, once a week, they'd make jerk chicken. Oh. And you'd get, like, jerk chicken tacos or, like, right. whatever you wanted. And it'd be, like, a smorgasbord of Jamaican food. And I got... <laughs> it 
it's been a while since I've had it, mostly because like I can still taste it right now. And I used to eat it so much and just gorge myself that I got sick oh. one time. But I still, like, my mouth is watering right now because yeah. I'm thinking about no, like, there's how nothing delicious that would good. be. And I, I stood there for a good five minutes staring at this chicken on the grill. Like, <laughs> uh, you're gonna but go, I was like, you're going to go in my mouth later. I was like, <laughs> man. And it was only like seven bucks for like a bunch of. Oh, yeah. But I was like, Man, it's fucking 100 degrees out here. Do I really want hot-ass chicken? That's true. And spicy, so what I too. Was spicy, fucking, too. Right. So what I ended up getting was fucking fresh-cut french fries. And ate those. Well, like, but they're, that's that's safe. Right. You know, you're, get, like, you're getting your starches. You're yeah. getting, you know, a little bit of salt. And it was just it was just a little cone, little oh, cup yeah. and a little cone deal. And I put yeah. some salt and pepper on them. And that was good to go. Put pepper your french fries? I do. Get out. Get out now. I put salt and pepper. I I don't something about if somebody else puts pepper on fries, I'm okay with it. But I have never put pepper on my own French fries. Ever. Why not? So what do you put on your eggs? Salt and pepper. Do you eat them scrambled? No. No if I'm making them. If if you're eating no. scram okay. Uh, if you're eating scrambled eggs, what uh-huh. do you put anything on them? Um, a little bit of salt and pepper, unless the cook seasoned them, right. and then I'm okay. So I, I put mustard on my eggs. I'm okay with that. I, dude, I love my, mustard. And I got that from my I, grandpa. I love mustard. When people, he was in Vietnam, people who put ketchup on their eggs, sociopaths. So I, I did for the longest time when I was younger. Yeah. Until. I got old enough to realize what my grand like. My, I'd see my grandpa put mustard. I'm like, "What are you doing? That's gross." It's just like you're talking That's, like classic yellow, like yeah, not even like whole plain, grain no, or just white wine. Yeah, shitty fucking Walmart mustard. Great just, value mustard, baby. Um, I'm like, "Why are you doing that?" Because when I was in Vietnam, this is if you wanted to eat well scrambled the, the, the powder, the powder scrambled eggs. This which, is how you flavored them. Luckily, I learned this before I joined the army. <laughs> so. You were like, the cool guy. You were right. The cool guy, so I basically. fucking I joined the army. We got fucking scrambled eggs, mustard every yeah. morning on my eggs because I learned that shit from my grandpa. It was the same, probably the same bag of fucking eggs oh, yeah. he was eating. So people see me put mustard and they're like, "Ugh, what do you?" I'm like, "Have you ever tried it?" Well, no. I'm like, "Shut the fuck up." <laughs> like, like that's how we're rolling. So yeah, I usually put. Salt, pepper, and mustard on my scrambled eggs. I'll put sometimes must, cheese. I'll put mustard on if my I've got fries. cheese on my eggs, oh yeah, mustard on fries is oh, yeah. awesome. If I've got cheese on the eggs, I won't put mustard on it. But I but see, like I like. I eggs. hate just plain eggs with nothing. I'll like. put salt. And, well, but here's so I like fried eggs. Yes. So yes. a little bit of salt and pepper. Yeah. And living with Jeff Pratt for three years, heat man. I used to, like, the first time he cooked eggs, I said over easy. They were basically raw. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so easy. And we got it to the point where, like, I like kind of, like, under medium eggs. Like, I like the yolk to be almost like if you poach an egg. I like it to be fully cooked, but I don't want any of the runny white stuff that right. happens. And uh, and so I uh, <laughs> I got so spoiled now when like I go to like so, for instance, uh, yesterday after Jesse and I did our thing, 
I drove back through downtown Mission and went to Town Topic for breakfast. Oh, you bastard. Well, if, I'm, if I gotta be up right. that early, no. I'm rewarding myself I never with some get breakfast. up that early enough when I'm off to yeah. go to Town Topic. And, uh, and so I, I go in there and I get it. Hash Brown's killer. The... Eat at both locations. The hash browns are always killer. Those guys know how to, I don't do hash browns that well. And I'm proud of my hash browns. But every right. time I eat at either town topic location, I'm like, God, this, these yeah. shits are delicious. Yeah. And uh, and so hash browns, and I tell them I, I want them over, over medium. Because otherwise, they're raw. Like the whites are still like clear in the yeah. middle. You know, around the yolk. So I have to do that. But I... If I get a fried egg, it's got a little bit of salt and pepper. Uh, every tenth time I eat uh, fried eggs, I'll put just a dash of Tabasco on them for a little bit of heat. But I'm like, you're looking at the guy who still orders vanilla cones. Like I love my and I love. I'm Every now and then, right. I'm not going to say my palate is super complex, because I love really good food, but my steaks. If I if I cook a steak, either, you know, reverse sear it or cook it on the grill, it gets salt, pepper, butter, and garlic. That's it. That's, that's all yeah. it needs. Yeah. Because if you're cooking it right, yep, it's going to be super tasty and super good. Now, if I'm cooking flank steak. I'll put some tenderizer on it. I'll put a bunch of sodium in it that'll right. make it bring out you know a little bit of flavor. But I, I am a, I'm a purist when it comes to a lot of foods. Just mostly because I, I think that I like the flavor of food. I don't want a ton of yeah. Well, I know, I like seasonings like on yeah like barbecue or like Mexican. Yeah, well, yeah, if you're getting... But, like, if a steak is cooked right and cooked well, you don't really need that much seasoning. You sure as fuck don't need steak sauce. I know. Do you know what I use uh, steak sauce for? Ma- Mashed potatoes. Ma- oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Dude, you put a little A1 on some mashed yeah. potatoes. Woo! It's... Now I'm hungry all of a sudden. Oh, what just happened? Right, what? Do we get... I, I joked we were going to talk about food tonight, but I didn't... Yeah, I I, I almost like I was gonna try to avoid it for I, that reason. I almost did. You get to eat dinner tonight? No, I got off work. And Man, I should have kind of fell asleep. Of, a I should have thought ahead because uh, I, I've got two steaks in the freezer right now. Uh, and no, I've been eating fucking pizza from work every day this week. Mm. Well, pizza's like sex, though. So so we just signed a Even deal with bad, right. We just signed a still, deal with Sporting to where we're a partner uh-huh. now. Like so, at the at the stadium and uh-huh. everything. Uh, so they Seth Cinnamon, Papa John's. I, they probably still have Papa John's. Really? But they might. Well, they might have got actually. Yeah. It know. lines up to old Papa John and his. <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> hey, have you heard my new favorite joke? Three conspiracy theorists walk into a bar. You can't tell me that's a coincidence. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so yeah, him going crazy. Right. I actually, kind of lines kinda up. Kind of lined up. <laughs> So yeah, we might be the new. I know that we're working on a big deal for next year where Matt Beasler is going to be our player because we're Pi Five and he's number five. But right now we have Seth Sinovic because he was the only one available, I guess, or you know. <laughs> but so he gets this little card where he gets free Pi Five. 
but he also created his own pizza. So... What is it? So, he's a defender, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, guy seems nice enough. What do you think he made his signature pizza? What do you think he put on it? Pepperoni. Okay. Tomato? Nope. Well, I mean, aside from the sauce. Yeah, yeah, no, I meant like, you know. Actual toppings. Yeah. Nope. Um... All right, I'm going to ask two questions. Is there a vegetable on it? No. Is there more meat on it? Yes. Salami? No. Pork? Italian, like 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 sausage? Italian sausage. Yeah. That's fucking it. And pepperoni? Pepperoni and sausage and cheddar and mozzarella on this guy. That's, that's Seth's sideline That's his pizza. signature pizza. Seth sideline pizza is what it's called. Like put a little buffalo sauce on there or something. Like, so, come on, let's. let's well, he like, he kicked it. Well, so they crazy. added. Let's get crazy. So they <laughs> added. You can add jalapenos for a kick. Fucking pun. I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, clever, clever. A couple other. They put a couple other things on, but like, they sent us the deal. And what would like, your signature pizza be? What is it? I mean, man. You, so I. Yeah. What's your shockingly like, enough. Oh, when my phone's God. dead. Um, I have a menu for one day when I open my own restaurant. Yeah. I've already got signature pizzas that I've created at work when nobody else is in to eat. Like, nice. it's dead. So I came up with, and me being me, they're all going to have music themes. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a... Uh, I came up with a spicy, like, buffalo pizza that's an American Aquarium-themed burn flicker pie. Nice. Instead of burn flicker dye. It's got buffalo sauce, um, chicken, jalapenos, bacon, red onion. And maybe some blue cheese crumbles or something on there for I mean, me personally. Right, yeah, yeah, optional, but, yeah. Yeah, me either, me either personally, right. but... That, optional, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so just like a... And some jalapenos, yeah. So yeah. just a hot ass pizza. I also came up with a uh, breakfast pizza for um, go on whiskey. <laughs> like they would have just butter for the sauce. Like you just put some butter on the crust, um, ham, bacon. I'd have well, I used Italian sausage. It was fine. Like. But Maybe the prefer, chicken sausage. You'd prefer like hot breakfast sausage yeah. instead? Yeah. yeah. Do that. Just. Do people that like mild breakfast sausage. Like. No, no, no. Like. Like. Not just like it, but there's like, I can't have anything else. I'm like, have you been living fully right. your best life? Yeah. Like even medium. I mean, right. Medium solid. Hot. I love hot, hot personally. Hot is. But. Yeah. Hot's yeah, where it's at. Yeah, because it's not like you're going to. You know, it's not like... It's not hot. Yeah, it's, it's just got a little bit of yeah. kick to it. And then... So, yeah, so sorry. Onions, onions and peppers, red and green peppers. Yep. And Sounds like just like an omelet on top om- of a... Pretty much, yeah. Like and an everything was, omelet. Right. And... Maybe, for shits and giggles, add some hash browns. Just kind of top it yeah, with some hash yeah. browns. Let them get all super crispy right. on the top. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Almost like they call cheese. it whiskey Myers um, early morning shakes pie. Nice. I mean, it's shit writes itself. 
Um, <laughs> look, at, look at me. I'm not a writer. I just, I'm just an opportunist. Right, and I see right, the, right. Uh, um, yeah, I had, I've got, like I said, I got some more on my phone, but it just died. And fucking, I know Cole Porter wants me to create a pizza after him. He texted me, and was like, "Well, hey, you're gonna do like, <laughs> I gotta hear this because this is well, what I can't even remember." I don't know why your phone's not charging. I don't, That's the biggest thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't even remember what he said. He want it should have on it, but it. He was just like, well, I guess if you're just giving pizzas out, like, <laughs> make <laughs> make out. one make one for me, and it should have this on it. And I was like, nobody's gonna fucking eat that coal. Like, what? What so, is he like? Man, I don't even remember what he said. Was it just it, like it, a it, random assortment? No, it had like... some kind of weird fucking topping that somebody was talking about at the time and he was like yeah it's uh, port like Janela salami or something port port something coal something uh i can't even it was so long ago i can't even think but uh yeah no i and i was gonna kind of try to name some after friends and i i'm still you mean working the tv show right no like <laughs> Like, dick. like there'll probably be some kind of a wild game one that will be a Jesse Harris pie with fucking doves on it or some dove breast or now that he's all about that wild game shit. Uh, um, but I mean, I'd, it'd be one of those I'd have to sit down with. I'd have to sit down with you and be like, what would you like on your signature? Man, I can tell you what I love on my pizza. I love okay. mushrooms. What you love on your pizza, or what you would put on your own signature pizza? This is this would be my yes, yes, like one and the same. Okay, because just like I just like I have no musical guilty pleasures. Like what I like is like what I feel like I should be known for. I I love mushrooms and pepperoni. I love pork sausage like I don't want Italian sausage I don't Italian sausage to me has such a different texture yeah. than pork sausage does and it's not that I like uh, Jeff Pratt when we were roommates made this like Italian sausage tortellini soup one time in the winter fucking incredible like I loved it we had leftovers like I ate he came home from work and he was like you motherfucker did you eat all of it I was like dude it's so good I loved it but he, uh, but it has to be like it. I don't like it on pizza. I'd rather just have regular pork sausage. Um, so it would almost be like a supreme. But where it gets a little bit different is the. And I'm not talking like a bunch of. Like fresh ground garlic. But I want just a little bit. Whether it's sliced or minced, however that See, looks. We've got minced garlic. Yeah. And I've. I've become started, a little goes a long way. I understand right, I've that. I started to become a fan of just using olive oil and garlic. Mm -hmm. Like I was always like, Ugh, who well, you were talking that? about a breakfast pizza, Bre best breakfast pizza I ever had in my life. Had uh, uh, like a really nice thin layer of like sawmill gravy Ooh, instead yes, of instead yes. of you know like anything else. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh, that'll blow your mind, man. Uh, but. So it would basically be like a supreme, but I, I don't like onions on my pizza. 
Like if somebody else orders a pizza and there's onions on it, I will eat it. But if I'm ordering, it goes like this. Basically a supreme, black olives, green peppers, mushrooms, uh, pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and like pork sausage. And then the specialty, the Goolsby items would be like the minced garlic a little bit. Okay. Banana peppers. Just for just a, a touch yeah. of heat. I, I love jalapenos, but when I have them on a pizza, I get the shits like 30 minutes later. Like it just so happens. when you do your jalapenos, do you just take it out of the can and just put it on? When I... Sorry, I don't make a ton of pizza. Well, when I, I order a put pizza, jalapenos they are pickled. They are pickled. So you don't you don't do jalapenos on anything at home? Oh yeah, I totally do. Yeah, so I just take them out of the can. And, yeah. So, but I also try. The, I'm not baking them though. I don't either. I usually put them. So like, I've if I'm doing nachos, they they go on afterwards. Right. Yeah, so, I think it's the baking it that makes me. You don't. Even, you can eat them cold, like, but. Mm-hmm. So I. Um, there for a while we were still living in Lawrence. We had a form. We got a foreman grill. We, I was always doing burgers. I'd go get like nice like pepper jack cheese, and then I would take jalapenos, put it on top of the burger, pepper jack on top. But I punched the center out of my jalapenos. So there's no. Seeds. So there's no seeds, which causes you to get the shits and they burn. You punch that out, then you got you just get all the, the pepper. And you got all the flavor and none of the heat. Because the heat is in the seeds. Well, not, n- not... Most of the heat is in the seeds. But you're not saying the flavor heat. You're saying the... The, the, the fucking... The hot, like, ow, this hurts. When you take a shit. Yeah. Not the, ow, this hurts my mouth. Because yeah. I love that part of it. Yeah, no, that... You, you get still the flavor get, and you still get the... Yeah. You just don't get the... So try with My ha- asshole anything, hates yeah. me tomorrow. You try anything with jalapenos, just punch that center out of it and leave yeah. the pepper... And it's all the well, flavor. Well, I do that with fresh ones, just because right. I know that's yeah, you know. But any any time, out of any, any pickled, any pickled, any canned, huh. whatever, punch that center out. You get all the flavor and none of the anger, like. Uh. So. All right. Well, because that's seriously like I always thought it was because you baked it and nope. it dried it out and then it was just like pure, huh. pure hell. No, all not right. at all. I um, still do like like I'll put banana banana peppers on like a a good scent sub. Okay, Instead yeah. of jalapenos, oh, yeah. sometimes just because I'm like, I, I, I want the texture and, and so the flavor sweet. a little yeah. bit. Well, the, but they still got a little bit. I mean, a little bit, not like a jalapeno, but yeah. But it's a it's a sweet taste. So my my signature pizza would basically be a supreme, but kind of catered to me. Oh, and the key is gonna be, the herb, and Parmesan cheese blend that you sprinkle on top of it. So we've got our own. That is. Oh, I've got a my own Parmesan. Um, Romano, Romano, Italian seasoning, kosher salt. Yep, and it's it's pretty pretty mine's, good. Mine's and I have some in the fridge. Not a lot of garlic powder. Yeah, a little bit of garlic powder. Um, but that's because I don't make my own pizzas at home, and I'm not putting the minced garlic right. on them, you know. Uh, but I garlic powder, Parmesan Romano, and Asiago. And uh, and then I found these uh, McCormick little grinders. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, like, I 
grind them up and then put them in the thing and I shake it all up and let it go. And it's not, uh, sorry, it's not garlic powder, it's garlic salt. Yeah. So you still get the salt. But I also, I still, like, sometimes I think I would like to put some red pepper flake to mix it into that. Because I like red pepper flake on my pizza just like I like Parmesan cheese and all that kind of stuff. But I always feel like when you do them separately, like, I want to do, like, almost like you've got, you know, salt and pepper shakers. A salt shaker has got, like, three times the holes than a pepper shaker does. Because people don't like pepper as much. Right. I'd kind of like to do, like, a mixture of, like, we're going to do a third red pepper flake on this because right. you know that's red and pe- here we are still talking about food oh, what the hell um, yeah alright that's enough of the food talk yeah um, I could do that for forever yeah and maybe we will we will may, maybe do something else you know what next time you come over here some, I'm going to make sure I, I have some good steaks I'm gonna I'm gonna pan I'm gonna reverse sear them so like when you come over it's just gonna smell like really good steak in the oven and I'm gonna pan sear them and put my treatment on them and uh, with a little salad and you know we're just gonna like be stuffing our faces yeah. while we do the next one. Um, yeah. So that works. We'll, uh, we'll <laughs> You're see. like I'll be back. That's, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, uh, Wait, what's your favorite steak cut? Oh. Man, so my first job was um, in a meat market. Oh, my God. So I... So you're spoiled. 16 years old. So you're spoiled. Yeah, at 16 years old, I learned about all the cuts, the best cuts, how to look at a good steak. Um, We also did our own beef jerky, barbecue sauce, chili, all that shit. So if I'm buying, like, and I'm on a budget... I'll splurge on like a good KC. Yeah, a strip. Um, yeah, a good strip I, I for like a under ten bucks for twelve to fourteen ounces. You can find it. And it's I okay. price chopper. Yeah, I got. Yeah, I got a bunch for like six dollars a piece. Yeah, and they were amazing. Um, but yeah, no, I and if I if I can splurge, like a good fillet, or but it's still not enough. But a like a T-bone, get you a little two and one. So a good my my thing for the last couple of years has been like if I can find like a fourteen ounce sirloin mm. and reverse sear it and and literally get the fat to render enough, you can cut it with a damn fork. Yep, like it's oh, so good. Yeah. All right, so All right, yeah, that's food. a Sorry. god damn it. I already got um, I already got a sidetrack. Um, <laughs> so. Um, one thing before we'll do one so on our before we wrap this up on our way back from texas yeah we all the way from oklahoma back to kansas city we played little games of like desert island Mm -hmm. style so you're on an island and you can only take five vinyls with you which ones do you to look at or to listen to to? listen to okay i was like (laughs) no Uh, no, I mean, no. Um, you just look. Man, two of them would be Oscar Peterson albums. Um, I. This is going to be super weird, I guess, especially as an Americana country, whatever vein I end up in. Uh, but honestly, like, three of the five would probably be jazz albums. 
I can put on a jazz album and just flip it over and over and over right. and over. Like if I'm reading a book and I'm like drinking some whiskey yeah, and, and like jazz is a good background. Yeah, and then but then other times like if I'm like, you know, in my chair and just like, I want to decompress, and I want to like really listen to something. Um, so I would say Oscar Peterson um, can't be a box set, right? Does that not count as one? <laughs> We, we, you'll probably allow a double disc. A but double not, disc will work. Yeah, yeah okay. A, box a double disc count. can count as one. Um, I would probably say um, the uh, my one of my favorite Oscar Peterson albums is called With Respect to Nat. It's a his tribute to Nat King Cole. So I kind of get two artists for right. one. Yeah. Uh, and the other one... Um, would be uh, Night Train, which is one of his most famous albums. And then the other um, jazz album would probably be Bossa Nova USA by Dave Brubeck Quartet. And then albums four and five. Remember, this is all you'll be able to I listen know. to for the rest of your life. Uh... Hang on, I'm gonna have to check. I got my vinyls over here, cause I, I literally, uh. Oh, holy shit! Yeah. Where's it at? I gotta check track listing. See that? I was afraid of this. I mean, it could be a greatest hits. I I would love that <laughs> if, it, if if I don't think these exist. Yeah, though. so no, I've I don't got, think they do. I've got two of Keith Whitley's three albums on vinyl. I'll allow those to be a uh, double because it's Keith fucking Whitley. I would say That'll be if I choose between two, don't close your eyes. I just I love like Miami, my Amy. Has got Homecoming '63 and Quitting Time. Yeah. I mean, you got two Dean Dillon songs. Yeah. On that one, Ten Feet Away is so incredible. Uh, but I, I gotta go because Don't Close Your Eyes, like pound for pound, it's got Flying Colors. It's all coming back to me now. Yeah, don't Close Your Eyes, Birmingham Turnaround, Same Old Side Road, I'm No Stranger to the Rain, Never Go Around Mirrors When You Say Nothing at All, and Walk It's All Cards. Yeah. So, that's... If I got to choose between two of those, that's the one. And then the fourth one uh, is uh, is just because it's gonna be. I don't feel like I'd ever be one of those people that like was on a deserted island and would lose track of days. I had a finely tuned internal clock, <laughs> so. I would probably have uh, the first Harry Connick Jr. Christmas album, When My Heart Finds Christmas. Oh, yeah. I love I mean, Christmas. You're always going to know when Christmas. Yeah, I love, like, I... That's, that's funny, because we, we did it with movies as well, and we all picked 
like Christmas Vacation for right. our one Christmas movie. You know it's Or if you're Matt Church, you pick Die Hard because it's a Christmas movie. Actually, you can tell Matt this if you've seen before I do. Uh, Bruce Willis came out and said that Die Hard's not, not a Christmas yeah. movie. Um, <laughs> I have 34 albums for Christmas on vinyl. I've got a lot. Like when I'm... I... So, okay, what's your rule about... When can you start listening to Christmas music? Are you serious? Because, uh, mm-hmm. so... Let's no, get controversial. So, no bullshit. Yeah. Um, November 1st, we start decorating for Christmas. All right. And start playing Christmas music and, sh- like, Halloween, we barely decorate for Halloween. And November 1st, all the Christmas shit starts getting put up. I'm, I'm, and it stays up till the end of January. I'm a Thanksgiving week until like the week after New Year's Christmas guy. And I think most of that's that's my mom because she had we never decorated for Halloween. My dad's pastor. We, you know, it was right. the devil's holiday. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but she would start putting up the Thanksgiving stuff in like mid October. And so she always wanted to give it its moment. Thanksgiving's my favorite holiday. Christmas is my favorite season. Yeah. You know, Christmas isn't a holiday. It's a season. It is, yeah. Like you... Yeah, I love Thanksgiving because... People can go on my Instagram and my Facebook and see the ridiculousness that is my Christmas, that is my Christmas decorations. Like, it's winter. Like, I've got fireplace going. Like... I'm yeah, listening to Perry Como. Shit was I'm pretty to, epic last year. Yeah, like I, I love Christmas, but I usually don't start listening to Christmas music until the the week of Thanksgiving. We usually for Thanksgiving we go down to my my cousin, my aunt and uncle's place in Arkansas, and it's like when Tuesday or Wednesday before Thanksgiving, I start to drive down there, and I turn on Christmas music. Just because it feels right. right, you know, like I, if November first feels right to you, go for it. Yeah, I, I get a little weirded out when the radio stations start playing it, you know, like around that time. Yeah, but they'll throw it. Yeah, they they usually it's just one or two they'll throw in, but yeah, that day after Thanksgiving, it man, station yeah, it back home in Topeka, like high gear from from the day after Thanksgiving till Christmas. And day. I'm at, here's the deal of the 34 Christmas albums I have. Three, four of them are, and eh, maybe five or six, are like later than 1970. I like none classic, of them are. Yeah, I like I, cra- classic Christmas. So music. I found at the record store in Lawrence at Love Garden. Love Garden, yeah. Yep. A shitload of like the Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings Christmas album. I made uh-huh. Jeff buy it last year. He's like incredible. Wow. They had, like, shit, they're from, like, 1960, 1970, like, Rudolph and all that stuff, like, and all these Christmas stories and soundtracks. Yeah, like Frosty the Snowman. So I got, like, a stack of them, and then I went online to eBay and got into a bidding war. I'm gonna gonna, gonna blow your mind here in a second. For uh, um, Bean Crosby. I fucking love Bean Crosby. Yeah, White Christmas? Yeah. 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 God, it's it's a it's a it's a standard. Yeah. So there's a an app called Discogs, D I S C 
OGS. It's on Android and Apple and iOS that literally you can uh, like make your want list and like track like when's the best time to buy and oh. I over the last over the last three years I have just like I went so like the the reason There's why I included that I want. well the the reason I included the Harry Connick Jr. album in my top five. Mostly because I spent $114 on that one. But it is my favorite Christmas album of all time. Oh, my gosh. And it goes back to the fact that it came out in, like, 94. So I was 11. And I just discovered Harry Connick Jr. And it's all classics. Right. And then the ones that are, like, originals that he wrote sound like classics. Yeah. Amy Grant is another one. Yeah. That first Christmas album. The other ones are good, but that first Christmas album is just... Special Place in My Heart. And then uh, Diana Krall's Christmas album, Phenomenal. Um, James Taylor's Christmas album, Phenomenal. And uh, let me think who else. Well, Dwight Yoakam's album is actually incredible. And that came out in like 89. Huh. Um, that was a purchase that I was like, I love Dwight Yoakam. I love Christmas music. Right. I saw the track list, you know, I was like, shit, man, this Why seems not? legit. I was like, Thirteen dollars, and I, and I put it on, and Jeff was just like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> uh, I might try to find that one. Oh yeah, um, and then uh, what was oh Michael Bublé's first Chris album is is also killer. Bublé, yeah, I try not to like that guy, but he's so man. He's <laughs> he is one of the nice. I don't know if it's because he's Canadian. But he is one of the nicest human beings. Like, you've seen the videos of him at shows where, like, he invites some six-year-old yeah. kid and is just like, yeah. Like, he's so into it. But then I've it. seen, like, the videos of him where, like, some 50-year-old, you know, lady comes up and he's, like, getting kind of weird with it. <laughs> like Maybe that's because he's Canadian. Right. I feel like I he's like, a really good guy. Um, having a good time the, with him. A friend of mine showed me, like, they, the, he did, like, a behind-the-scenes tour thing. Every day, the one thing that they carried on the production trucks, it was like a, uh, not a necessity, but like a, like a want item was a ping pong table. And so every day they would have a ping pong tournament. And I'm just like, I love this guy. This is awesome. Like that's what, if I ever have the opportunity to tour with production trucks, we're bringing a ping pong table. Like, yeah. and, and there's going to be a bracket every day. Like, Shit. and every night, God bless my tour manager, but he's going to have to figure out how the seeds work for the next day. Like, that's going to be his last job of the day. <laughs> or her job, you know, like, I, right. but I, that's, you know, you're just going to have to suck it up and figure it out. Uh, I, that album is, is, is pretty awesome. But I, man, my vinyl collection has grown throughout the last few years because for years I just didn't have a record player that worked all that well and it sounded I actually heard Harry Connick Jr. talk about vinyl he's like I don't like it because it pops and it hisses and I was like I love that well no, that's... you're also not getting good records right yeah like I'm the guy that like if uh, you know especially for older records I don't get caught up in like I want the first pressing whatever right. if a new if a re-release has come out and it's on 180 gram vinyl I'm just going to buy that. It's going to sound good, you know. Right. But I I have See, that's where I'm I'm di- I love to find the originals like you look at it and it's like 
1974. I'm like, that's the shit. But it's got to, but it's got to be well cared for, because otherwise right. it just sounds. You know, you get the the high end isn't what it used to be. That you know, if somebody if there's scratches all over it, living with Jeff taught me so much about vinyl, because he like had a cleaner and everything. Oh like my he was. Gosh. I know. I. I I still have on my uh, Amazon wish list like this three thousand dollar like cleaner that is supposed to be the tits, and oh. I'm like Jeff, if I ever it get, should probably come with them if, if it's three thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> if I ever get the money, Jeff, that's gonna be yours. But you're also gonna have to clean all my records. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I, the the crazy thing is that music to me has always been. I mean, I wouldn't consider myself an introvert. But, I mean, you know, you're over here at my place, and this is where I come to to listen to whatever. When I was a kid, I used to read books and play with my Legos and listen to oldies and all day long. That's what, yeah, I was Legos or playing outside, and yeah. my mom always had either her 8-tracks or her vinyls in of John Denver, yeah, uh, Zeppelin, ACDC, Alabama, yeah, like that's what I that's in Kansas. That's what I was raised on. I got two radio stations in my in the in the town when we moved back to Missouri. We lived in a little town of like five thousand people for a few years, and that radio station got two AM stations because it didn't have an antenna, so it could only pick up the AM stations. It was an oldie station and a classic country station, and that's what I grew up on. Like that 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 was it, and so. the 80s and 90s, I missed out on a ton of stuff. I wouldn't right. say I missed out. Yeah, no. I mean, the, the stuff that I feel like I really enjoy, I've, I've caught back up on. Right. Semi Sonic, The Wallflowers, oh, yeah. Blues Traveler. I've got all those on vinyl. You know, like, but I, I didn't really like my musical taste when when Andy was over here a couple nights ago. I was like, pick out some records, and he was like, you've got the most extensive collection of like Beach Boys, Beatles, right. Everly Brothers, jazz, whatever. He was like, it's eclectic, but it's also like nothing, most of it's not prior to 1980. I'm right. like, well, that's because that's all I listened to. When I, my favorite memory is like when I put on an Everly Brothers record, I'm seven years old right. in my room, putting my G.I. Joe's in my in my vent and, you know, yes. Building forts with blankets, you yeah, know, like yeah. I—that's what I'm doing. Tying black cats to them and trying to blow them up. And when they escaped, you're like, I'm keeping you. Yeah, never yeah, again. Yeah. Right. Never <laughs> again. You made it through. You're you're a warrior. Right. You're you're going in the under underwear drawer. That's yeah. what you're saying. Like, oh, Jesus, yeah, holy Christ. Boy, was, those were the days. That's uh, yeah. Well, and that's but music can. That's part of what you know. Uh, yeah, you right. Talk I, about what I want to write. I want to. I want to talk about nostalgia, but not in a way that doesn't acknowledge or where we are. Forced. Where we are now. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Never forced. But even not even acknowledging where we are now, but more of like a. I mean, I want this song to take you back. Yeah. The way songs take me back. I don't want it. I don't want you to forget about. You know, because so much of life beats us down. But if you've got, you know, and where you're from and where I'm from, those are blue-collar towns. Yeah. 
and people just, you know, they just plug away and they just keep their nose to the grindstone, oh, yeah. and that's how it works. My hometown was you either worked at Frito Lay, you were in the Air Force, or you worked at Goodyear. Yeah. Like, or you worked at the railroad. Yeah. Like that's that's what everybody did. Like. Yeah. And if you weren't at those, then you were either a bum or you worked at the hospital. Yeah. Like <laughs> my friends, my friends, you know, worked for Altec Industries, BNSF, and uh, or construction. Yeah. You know, like. One of my really good friends is a master carpenter and uh, like literally built his dream home in seven months by himself because he's a master carpenter. Right. But, but you know, he saved up like he was working 80 hours a week for like six years just yeah. so he could buy the land right. and then, yeah. and then buy the stuff. To yeah. And, and that's how he, that's how he lives. And I, I love those kind of stories. Because I feel like we we're in a time and place where so much of knowing how to do that, like I'm a people don't care like kid especially like kids these days like coming out of high school and shit like I but see you know some what, of but these... also part of that is because those programs don't exist anymore yeah like Shop coming from class a, yeah coming from blue, blue collar town like we had that uh. uh we had Vavra, but we also had um, Hilliard Technical School. And I can remember a couple of the kids that I grew up with that, like, junior and senior year of high school basically lived at that technical school. Yeah. And when they got out of high school at 18 years old, they were making 45 grand a year. Yep. And now they're making close to 100. Yeah. Because they got really good at what they do. Yep. And they own their own businesses now. And, you know, like, they, you know, they didn't take any college classes on how to own a business. No. They have real life experience on how to own a business, right. and it means. And that tends to be the better the, owners and the more yeah. approachable owners. And they, it, and but they've cut all that from education, mostly because of the way our government's run. Unfortunately, they still don't have the money. I mean, my mom was a home ec major in college. That's what she wanted to teach. They don't even have it anymore. Yeah, because you know how many girls I've dated stores, that I'm a better cook you know. than. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. I'm, and it's not, I'm their, it's not their fault, right? <laughs> I'm mostly the cook in my like. And I've had I her wife's cooking. Cook. She's good. Yeah, she. I mean, she does an okay job. Yeah. Uh, it's just, but I tend to be more the like I can a wider range of stuff, and yeah. I know seasonings, like we say earlier. Do you do? Are you a recipe guy, or do you like? Depends. Like, I mean, yeah. But, sometimes you like to freelance. Sometimes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my, how I else never, are you going to learn? Like, well, but I remember, come like, up with your own shit. my mom's spaghetti growing up, best spaghetti I've ever had in my life. And I've been to Grozo's, and it's good, but mom's is better. Right. I follow that recipe to the T. The only thing I do is I add a little bit more black pepper than she would have. So, like, we were talking about Thanksgiving. Like, my grandpa, my grandparents are from Arkansas. My grandpa makes cornbread dressing. Yeah. Like, not that boxed bullshit. Yeah. Like true cornbread dressing with carrots and egg and mm -hmm. turkey, like fresh That's turkey. That's makes it, yeah. Yeah. And so finally, I was, as he was getting old, as he's getting older, we we're like, hey, like, God forbid when that time comes, like, this is a staple, you know, they make a fucking pan for me because I will eat an entire pan. Like, yeah. I won't even eat turkey. I will eat the dressing because it has, well, it has turkey in it. Yeah, yeah, And, um, 
My aunt always ends up putting the gizzards in there too. Oh. And that's the thing. Yeah. It's like you, it, even if you're a little kid, that kind of grosses you out because you know what it right. is. It's still delicious. So we were like, well, where's the recipe? He goes, in my head. I don't. Yeah. He's like, I've always just, I know a pinch of this, pinch of that. Yeah. So we made him write down the recipe. So now there's a couple of copies of it that when that time carry comes, on the tradition. we can continue that, that on. Is a, that is and the reason why I called my album Midwest. It's because I feel like, just like everywhere else regionally, you know, it's not like we have a, a handle on... It's just that we do things a little bit differently. But I... I'm so proud of the people and the, and the, and the places that I know in this area because there's a, a rich tradition of... It's not that your grandparents had the best way of doing things. Because technology advances all this kind really, of things. Yeah. You know, whatever, but... It, Sticking to that a little bit can mean, A, it's still going to be awesome, but B, there's something to be said about, like, I make mashed potatoes the way my mom's dad made oh, mashed wow. potatoes. Like, he would mash them up, yep. and then he'd take, like... Skins or no skins? Uh, For Thanksgiving, no skins. Yeah. But he also did them with skins. And I do them every once in a while with skins. Yeah. Um, but... He would he would take it and then he'd take like six ounces of uh, sour cream and then a couple squirts of uh, Hidden Valley Ranch dressing, then like a pinch of garlic, like granulated garlic, salt and pepper, and then take the uh, the mixer uh-huh. and they'd be like like puffed like you know Holy like Christ. super super creamy super good. Fluffy, and, yeah. And, and like, the tradition in my head of how that works is I learn by helping. Yep. I learn watching. by watching. Yep. Same way I'm, I learned how to play cards. I was six, seven years old when my grandpa and my dad and my uncles were playing cards late at night. That's the first time I had whiskey. Oh, Jesus. Seven, eight years old. Grandpa, what are you drinking? Well, that's Johnny Walker. You want to try it? And he kind of looks at my dad, and my dad's like, uh, all right. All right, yep. I was literally sitting on top of the counter, like, guzzling out of the faucet because it burned so much. Oh, yeah. And my grandpa's laughing, but that's how I learned to respect whiskey. Yep. You know, all those all those kind of things. My, my dad's dad, my grandmother, me and breakfast, that's how I learned how to cook breakfast. Oh, yeah. Yep. Like, she, I don't think that woman ever, I used to make bacon gravy, and people were like, what? And I'm like, well, sausage is good, but bacon's got more, uh-huh. more well, fat, fat, yep, fat content. So that's what you're gonna make the gravy out of because yep. it's not gonna be super thick. And and people just be like, oh, I was like, then you crumble up the bacon, uh, crumble up the sausage, put it. I in found the bacon. that if you don't come from a southern family, you don't fucking have any clue <laughs> how to cook good breakfast or really anything like. Yeah. I mean, like biscuits, homemade biscuits. Oh, yeah. I remember one time in St. Joe, we were my my sister was, uh, we were roommates, and we uh, we had a huge snowstorm, and we we're locked in. It's like I'm gonna make. I got sausage, I got flour, whatever. I didn't have any eggs, so I made soda biscuits. Yep. And she was like, "How do you know?" And I was like, "Mamaw." Yep. Like that's. 
I don't even know, like, honestly, I don't know how I know this, but I just remember this is what she did. Yep. And I thank God for Google, kind of looked it up, and I was like, yeah, she do a little bit more of this than that. Right. And I made these biscuits, and she was like, these are incredible. Wow. And I'm going, that's just because, you know, that's what you learn. Yeah. I mean, you know. I mean, you learn from the people who, in 1930, 1940, had no money and yeah. had to use what they had. Yep. And learn how to make it taste good and just continue that shit as they got older. Yeah. I mean. That's why, like, when you make, uh, or at least when, when I make, um, like, a pork chop or something like that, a little bit of apple cider vinegar. But that's just because from my grandparents. Right. Because when you grew up in the Great Depression, it added to the flavor, and their their cuts weren't as good as the cuts we get no. now. No. Huh. But you and I don't do as much as she used to do, but I, just a little bit. It just brings out a little bit of burst of flavor right. of some kind, you know. It, and we got to start talking about food again. Yeah. I know. It's inevitable. I know. All right. Well, Friday. Friday. Yeah. Seven thirty doors. Chad Vaughn kicks off at eight. Jesse and I are gonna go on. Um, eight forty-five nine. There's like fifteen tickets left. Jesus, don't wait. To yeah, the door. get them. Like, um, they got a full bar. Um, great production crew, from what I understand. I, I this will be my first time playing there, but it's gonna be a great time. And uh, I'm gonna play some new songs. Jesse's gonna play some new songs. We're gonna play some songs that everybody knows. Um. We got some special. Knows. Yep, we got some special guests coming up that uh, I'm not at liberty to say right now, uh, but could be announced in the next couple days. Um, there's a. Uh, it's just gonna be. Like I said, Jesse and I were joking. We're like, man, it might be super awkward because we're not used to, like, we're used to like the See, bar. Yeah, the bar it seems noise like too formal us. for you guys. Like, like. Too yeah. much of a formal setting. Like. Yeah, Jesse had to talk me out of wearing my tuxedo jacket because I felt weird. But well, uh, wear the tuxedo T-shirt. That's his. Yeah. And he won't let me wear it because I sweat a lot. Well, he so. can wear that, and then you can wear his fur coat. That's so. true. That'll be formal. That's formal enough. <laughs> Might be hot, but you know the sacrifices we make for it's for the fans, right? <laughs> All six of them. All six. <laughs> All six. Only 15 tickets left, but only six people are going to show up. Yeah. Well, we... It's the same six that show up to him. Our significant others are, are very generous. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. They support us come hell or high water. Because they're, they're all be the damned. same people. They're Credit all, rating be damned. Right. <laughs> you just share all the same six people. Yeah. Just, Dude, uh, I had a blast. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. Definitely. I know uh, this is probably way longer than you wanted. It went way longer than I thought. But that's okay, because, uh, I mean, it's, I think it's a side of you, not everybody gets to, like, hear, and your takes on Everybody's used to the asshole side of me, that's the problem. <laughs> no, everybody's used to the, the well-manicured, fancy hair, uh, <laughs> which we have, we didn't even get into hair products, so we're gonna have to do a man show. We can do, the, we can do hair products. Do, like, do, like, man show. Get some juggies. That's right. That's right. I'll I'll bring I'll bring Dallas. The guy who cuts my hair out. Yeah. And, uh, you, you talk about your hair products and how to cook good food and yeah, and all that. I know. I know. I feel like next time maybe I should make 
my mom's chicken enchiladas, just so we can do like a little taste tester. Right. I'll do a the trip steak. around the world. Yeah, I'll do the steak. We'll do the spaghetti. Like we'll have to get Jesse involved so he can bring some wild game. Yeah. yeah hell, if we did like a, a instead of ground beef, just did ground venison for the for the yeah. uh, spaghetti. Uh, I'd, I'd be into it. Man, no, I I learned there's nothing better than um, dove breasts wrapped in bacon. Um, until you catch that piece of bird well, shot. Well, yeah. Because I've chipped once you get that, on that. Yeah, once you get that shot. But, but luckily we didn't have any shot in ours. Good. Like, he did a good job. Yeah, I'm bummed I missed that. Yeah, that was... <laughs> that was fun. That was I, a lot. That was so a I lot. ate way more goose than I ever planned on <laughs> ever eating in my life. But if goose is cooked right and it's done up carne asada style, like, goose is... Can't what I'm saying. It is so good. Pretty incredible. But yeah, it all and, depends on how you, uh, uh, you know. You got to know. You gotta know how you're gonna. Well, hopefully we get to do it again. Yeah. Thank you oh, so yeah, much for, for having sure. me. Thank you. Yeah. For all this. Sorry, this is, took so much time out of your busy evening. Ah. Um. <laughs> this was this was way more fun than I was gonna have. Uh, I yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well. <laughs> We'll t- we'll talk more next, later. You know, we'll do it next time in in the winter when we can have the fire in Ooh, the background. Christmas time show. Yeah. Oh yeah, fire. Little. Yeah. If we do the Christmas time show, you can't just have the camera over there. Oh no. At us, you're gonna have to do a oh, tour. Yeah. No. Of, of the ridiculousness that is my Christmas decorations. Yeah. No, we'll we'll have to do a Christmas show for sure. All right. Deal. So all right. Well, all we'll right. talk later. All right. Thanks, Brandon. All right.